Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Compassion Before Judgment podcast. Welcome to the show. The podcast is hosted by my mom, Jagdeep Hare. Hello, everybody. I am here today with Dr. Lauren Cook, who is a therapist, a keynote speaker, career coach, and an author. She specializes in supporting people with their life transitions and the corresponding anxiety that often comes along with those changes. She's the creator of the Find Your Why, Know Your Way course, which helps millennials make efficient and effective decisions with confidence. She's the author of two books, Name Your Story, How to Talk Openly About Mental Health, and The Sunny Side Up, Celebrating Happiness, and she just launched the monthly Brain Health Book Club. Wow, Lauren, welcome. <laughs> oh, Jack Deep, so good to be here with you. I know we've been, our worlds have come together in the past few months, and I'm so excited that we get to spend some time talking today. Me too. Thank you so much for taking this time to come on and connect with me and just share with the world what you're doing. Wow, you have been busy and you're still busy. So <laughs> <laughs> it has been busy, but in a good way, in a good way. I, I've really been trying to be intentional of what I say yes to. Oh, absolutely. That is, yeah, it's so important to be aware of what we're saying yes to because then we're saying no to something else, right? Yes, yes, yes. We were just talking about that before yeah. <laughs> we started recording how our time is finite. And so, you know, really being intentional with how we use our time, that's been something I've been trying to be mindful of as, as things open up and we've got more oppor opportunities and options these days, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Well, let's start with you sharing a little bit about yourself, whatever you'd like to share. Um, yeah. What brought you to where you are today? What's your journey been like? Just a little bit would be great to, to speak okay. about yourself. Sounds good. Well, like I said earlier, I'm so glad to be here. And for everybody listening, I'm Dr. Lauren, but really, you can just call me Lauren. <laughs> and, you know, I, I love what I get to do. And part of the work that I do is helping people make values-based decisions in their lives. And that's what I really try and do in my life, too, really being mindful about how I use each and every day in, including what I do for work. You know, I, I decided that I really wanted to pursue psychology. I thought I might want to be in journalism or the entertainment industry while I was in college. And I spent some time working in those spaces. And that was the first time I really felt like, you know, I feel like I'm not living out my values so much. I mean, no disrespect to Justin Bieber. I know he's a fellow <laughs> Canadian. Um, but, you know, talking about what Justin Bieber ate every day in the newsroom wasn't filling my bucket, you know? And right. so that's why I decided to get more into the psychology and mental health space. And I, I love it. You know, getting to work with clients on a day-to-day -day basis is just so incredibly fulfilling and rewarding. But then I also love getting to speak, too. You know, that also fills my bucket in a different way. So it's, it's fun getting to do deeper work in therapy and also broader work with speaking where, you know, hopefully you're planting some seeds for people to get them motivated on their journey, too. So absolutely. And you... And you are a great speaker. I love to listen to you speak. Even in the clubhouse rooms, I'm like, yeah, she just has so much 
you know, just the way you speak is just so clear and concise and just beautiful. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I know that's how we met through Clubhouse. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yeah. So what would you like to share with us today on this platform? I love to bring to the listeners, you know, things that we about our journey, how we got here, what our kind of struggles were and how to get out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also mm-hmm. what we can give to them to take away and go, go try this out today because it works. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I'm all about tangible strategies for people too, you know. Yeah. I, I really love to give people something that they can sink their teeth into. You know, I think something that might really be helpful for us to talk about today is one, how we do make effective decisions and what we do about the anxiety that's often getting in the way of those decisions. You know, mm-hmm. And that's a big one. It really is. You know, I mean, I've been doing a lot of research lately. I'm, I'm working on maybe a little bit of a book right now. Oh, we'll gosh, see. another one. That's great. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm fascinated by anxiety. I, I've experienced it so much in my own life. I see it so much with my clients. And anxiety for so many of us is just completely stopping us in our tracks with what we want to do or it's really clouding our judgment and making it really hard for people to make effective decisions in their lives and so I love helping people make those values-based decisions and I'll, I'll share this quickly too you know for people listening maybe they're thinking well I don't even know what my values are that's such a buzzword but what does that actually right. even mean you know yeah. go to my go to my website Dr. Lauren Cook I've got a whole values worksheet that will walk you through you'll sift through you know over a hundred values that I have listed out and you'll come away with your top 10 values and it's really really important that people know what those top 10 values are because that's essentially a compass for you you know you can look at a decision you're making whether it's a new job moving to a new city starting staying ending a relationship if those values aren't coming into play that's really good data for you of, oof, maybe this isn't actually what I want for myself. Maybe this is me imposing what I think society wants for me or my parents want for me or whoever it might be, right? So really coming back to the basics of what actually matters to you in your life. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that resource that's available out there. I mean, that is so great. That is the number one thing. If we don't know our values, we feel lost. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's so important to know what that is because, I mean, listen, life is really difficult and painful, right? Yeah. Life is not easy. And I think a lot of people fall into the decision-making trap that their decisions, their choices will alleviate pain. Well, yes. actually, sometimes the best decisions for you are incredibly painful. Yes. Whether it's leaving a relationship, whether it's being vulnerable and taking that new job when your current job is comfortable, even though you're miserable there, right? Yeah. Making tough decisions is incredibly vulnerable. But if you're grounded in your values, it's going to help you weather those storms because you know at the end of the day, I'm making the choice that really aligns with my core ethics here. Mm, absolutely it's it's that change is uncomfortable at times but it's necessary isn't it it really is it really is and I I love how you lean into that and support people with that too because you know we've got to know our own resilience to navigate Mm -hmm. 
changes. People say to me all the time as a therapist, how do you do it? Like, isn't it so depressing and disheartening? And, you know, it is really hard what people go through in their lives. But more than anything, I, I see it on a daily basis, how much grit and resilience and capability people have, Yes, you know, and so I really try and remind people of that when they're making a tough decision you're going to be able to get through this. You know, sometimes we're our own worst enemy doubting ourselves. Absolutely. And I always like to remind people that you've gotten through 100% of your days up to here. (laughs) So you know what? You've had all the tools and even the tough ones, even the times, like you said, they're hard, but we get through it. It's knowing that we can, Mm -hmm. but it's also having the support, right? Sometimes we just need that little bit of support, you know, just to know that, yeah, even though I know I can get through it, but sometimes we just need that little bit of, you know, someone else to know, say, you know what, you got this, you're good. Cause mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we're human. Right. Mm-hmm. And that fear really wants to just come at you and go, no, you can't do this. And all of the stories we tell ourselves in our head, right. right? We start to believe those stories. And sometimes we also almost just need a pattern interrupt where someone needs to go, right, but is that the real story or is that the story you're telling yourself? Because there's a difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? There really is. There really is. And I think it's so important to bring that to people's attention. And I love, I love the point that you bring, too, about bringing in your community, your people that have your back, you know, because I think a lot of times with tough decisions, people go into that shame space of, not wanting to share that they're struggling, you know, yeah. we really tell people be confident. And, and yes. I think it is good to strive for confidence. But then sometimes people really project this false image or feel yeah. like need to that, oh, you know, if I'm supposed to have this figured all out, then I can't share when I'm having a hard time. Exactly. Yeah. And I think self care, like as a therapist for yourself, self care is so important, because I'm a big believer in energy and I, I truly believe that energy speaks. So even when we are working with clients or just anybody, right? My, my dad used to say um, when I was younger, you know, if you're mad and you're going to make food, like just leave the kitchen because I don't want that energy in my food. And uh-huh. I would be like, he's just crazy. Like, <laughs> like what, what is all that about? But it's funny because now I look back and I'm like, absolutely. Like, you know, when I'm mm-hmm. making food or, you know, I'll have mantras playing or whatever, but I'm, I'm really aware of my thoughts because the food that I make and the thoughts and the energy I put in there, whoever's going to eat that food is also going to receive that. And these are things that we are so unaware of in our day-to-day because our brain never wants to stop. <laughs> yeah, constant. constant. Right? Our brains are always going. I love That's very cool about what your dad shared. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to take that with me. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so true. And then, you know, I, I tested, tried and tested it, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm one of those. That I want to try and test it. Like, you know, we t- tend to not listen to our parents or uh-huh. whatever. But I'm like, okay, it's like anything I do. I love it and I have a passion for it because I've tried it and tested it. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed that. Like, if I'm not focused the food will burn or the food, you know, the kids will be like, Oh, like it doesn't taste good. And I'm like, well, you should be grateful. But I'm looking at myself going, well, what was the energy you put in? Mm -hmm. And then you can make the simplest meal, but you make it, you know, you're present, 
you're yeah. focusing and and it, they'll be like oh my god that's so good and I'm like really <laughs> mm-hmm. yes no it's so true I mean so many of us were all just multitasking all, yeah, the time, all the time going 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 and I think sometimes in a way that can be a form of running away from ourselves you know mm, absolutely run away from our anxiety and if we can just settle down and learn that we don't have to actually fear ourselves yes wow I mean I think a lot can come out of that yeah and that fear a lot of the time is not our fear right it's been put onto us by the people around us or Mm -hmm. you know it's it's again it's story right I always invite people Mm -hmm. step away from the story and Mm -hmm. then look but but we don't want to step away from the story because we feel like, well, that's who I am. These labels we have on ourselves, you know, they, yes, we want to keep these labels because they keep us safe. But when we release those labels, we have the opportunity to grow into mm-hmm. something else. Mm, completely. I, I love to speak about that too, that we're, you know, especially in the mental health space, we're not defined by a diagnosis, yeah. you know, I mean, you meet a lot of people who will say, you know, I'm, I'm anorexic or, or whatever it might be. I'm an alcoholic. I mean, and you know, different people, you know, that brings them a sense of strength and, and no disrespect to that. If that's something that works for you. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I think sometimes we can really carry a lot of stigma in that, right? Like we don't say somebody's canceric. Right, right. These mental health labels, sometimes people can really feel like they're being defined by their experience. And I see it a lot of times with clients where they feel like it's going to negatively impact their life, right? I mean, if I've ever had to tell a client a diagnosis, you see their face drop because we have these built-in associations in our society of, well, now I'm not going to have a happy relationship. Now I'm not going to have a fulfilling career. And so much of my work as a, uh, as a strengths-based recovery-based therapy therapist is, no, you can still go on and have an incredible, meaningful life. Yes. Even if you experience mental health symptoms sometimes, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the I am, right? I am mm-hmm. statements are so powerful. It's, it's like when we say, well, I am sad. Well, you're feeling sad, but you're not sad. You know, it's that differentiation yes. between the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. I know. And I try and say that in my own life too of, you know, I experience anxiety sometimes. I'm not an anxious person, right? right. Like I don't want to, you know, completely align with that identity because, it's, you know, it's part of my experience, but it's not who I am. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And also just to lean into that fear and into that anxiety and then work through it. You know, when when we're happy, it's very rare that we question, well, why am I happy? But mm-hmm. when we are any of those so-called negative emotions, we beat ourselves up. Well, I shouldn't be mad or I shouldn't be sad because. Oh. But when we're happy, we're we're just happy. We're just in it. Yes, yes, yes. No, that is so true. We really, we shame ourselves for any kind of negative affect. And I, I saw that more than ever with the pandemic of, you know, people experiencing disappointments and losses. And I'd hear from clients all the time, well, I shouldn't be feeling this way. You know, others have it so much worse. 
And yeah, like, we hear that a lot. Right, right. And it's like, well, there, there can be room for you to have an emotional experience and we can move through it, right? Acknowledge it, sit with it. I, I think if, if we spent less time trying to push our feelings away, yes, just made room for the feelings to be, I think we'd see that we actually move through it a lot faster than all the energy we put towards trying to keep it at bay. Oh my gosh, yeah. And that is what's so exhausting, isn't it? Trying to yeah. fight against what you're feeling, but if you kind of lean into what you're feeling, it actually passes faster. <laughs> yes. I know it's so counterintuitive, but I think it's it's such a helpful way to think about things or to feel about things, I guess we should say, right? Because, yeah. You know, a lot of times people experience what we call meta-worrying, where they start worrying about how much they're worrying and it just becomes like a tornado. Yes. Um, that's why I love to practice. It's called acceptance and commitment therapy or ACT for short. And it's really this counterintuitive notion of, accepting the anxiety, accepting the depression sometimes. That doesn't mean that you sit back and give up, but it doesn't mean that it means that you don't mentally wear yourself out trying to push against it constantly either. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that is such a great way to put it. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I find that especially, you know, for folks with anxiety, it's a really, really helpful shift in perspective because a lot of times by the time I see clients, not only are they experiencing anxiety, they've added on depression because yeah. they start to get to a place of hopelessness of my anxiety is never going to go away. This, it's always going to be this way. And, you know, the, the truth is anxiety is a part of our lives. Like we are hardwired to be anxious sometimes. It serves us in a lot of Yes, ways. you're so right. Right? But but learning that, no, we can live with with the symptoms sometimes, right? We don't have to try and make it go away. That often actually reduces the anxiety so much for folks. And really ACT especially is about coming back to values-based living, right? Because anxiety, depression, you name it, is going to say to you, stay home. You know, yes. you can't do this. You're not capable. You're not good enough. Whatever the thoughts are. And really the therapy is about saying, you know what, those thoughts might be there. We can't necessarily control what thoughts pop into our heads, but how do we still show up and live that meaningful values-based life, even if the anxiety is popping up sometimes? And that I think is such a, honestly, a beautiful and, and really realistic way to live. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. We, we, we are, we are, we have anxiety right? There's mm -hmm. things that are going to happen. If we were just emotionless, we, we wouldn't be alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I right. think that's where we disconnect from the feelings and emotions. And we just, you know, we go towards other things or, and then this is where the mental health aspect comes in because the word has such a stigma. People are so afraid to speak about mental health. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think it's so important. And the way that you explained it all, like so beautifully and just so gently that just embrace it and it, it's okay. There is, you know, these labels that we put on it or these big thoughts that we think about it. They're all, we are creating that, mm -hmm. you know, and not to mm -hmm. minimize any of the things that are out there. You know, that's not right. what we're doing. Right. 
But just kind of, there are a lot of things as well that we can look at, reach out, you know, just look differently and really change our ways in such baby steps in our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I feel like you speak to this too, Jagdeep, this idea of really just trusting your inner wisdom, trusting your inner ability that you can navigate, you know, because anxiety really can make people feel held hostage to their own mind, their own body. Yeah. And if we can come back and say, you know what? I'm I am safe, I'm in control, I'm okay, right? I know you you love using mantras as well. Yes. It's such a reminder for us of okay, like I'm going to be able to get through this with I may be living breath to breath right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I can get through this. And yeah. you know, that's how we learn over time that we actually really are so much more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. Oh, absolutely. And the intuition, I mean, I am absolutely, I love it. I teach that to my kids. My kids are nine and 12. And I teach them when they're feeling something, I say, where in your body are you feeling it? You know, because we we teach kids, like it starts from a young age. And this is where, you know, as we become adults, it becomes a norm where we say, well, that's okay. You don't need to cry or that's okay. You don't need to feel that way. So people are telling us how we should feel. Yes. Yes. So we're not allowed to feel what we feel. So then as adults, we kind of, you know, but then it goes into that resentment and anger when we want to feel what we feel, but we're not allowed to, or we think we're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So with my kids, I will teach them like, okay, where are you feeling that in your body? Right. My daughter says, well, I don't know. I feel weird. I'm like, where do you feel it in your body? Usually it's her stomach, her solar plexus. Mm -hmm. And I taught them their chakra. So it's so cute when my daughter will say, I feel it in my solar plexus. Oh, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'll say, okay, so like place your hand on there Mm -hmm. and, you know, just breathe into that area. Right. Cause we're, Mm -hmm. we don't want to take that, that oxygen or energy away from it. We want to breathe into it, lean into it. Right. And what, like, sometimes, like, tears will come up sometimes, you know, and then I'm like, look around. Are you, is there something that making you feel not safe? And, you know, we kind of go through that. And then that allows them to take that into their day, into school, into their world Mm -hmm. with observing their environment and going, okay, am I feeling unsafe because there's something around? Or is it me feeling like, you know, is it me? Is it something going on? And just to teach them that and give them those tools is so good. And hopefully we have these adults who can kind of tap into their intuition. Because for me, everything is intuition. You know, when we go somewhere and we feel off, but we're told to, well, no, you should feel okay here. Why would you feel like that? Well, your intuition is telling you something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, and we're, we're, it's like with children as well that we're we're telling them, well, no, you should feel safe with this person or you, you know, and then as adults same things happen or whatever. And we have almost walked them into that because we've never taught them to tap into their intuition or allowing them to feel what they feel. Right, right. Well, and I love how you do the body work too, because, oh my goodness, we're, I think a lot of us were really detached from our bodies, you know, yes, and uh, I'm a cognitive therapist, so I'm, right. you know, I could see in the headspace of people all the time. But we really have got to sink into our bodies and see 
our bodies, honestly, as such beautiful storehouses of, of data, you know, if, if people are scared to reconnect with the body, I mean, it tells you so much valuable information. Yes. Um, and just as we've been talking about, you know, learning that you don't have to be afraid of your mind, same thing that you don't have to be afraid of your body. Yes. You know? um, but I think, you know, so much of anxiety is about this fear of contr losing control, right? And sometimes yeah. the body can feel a little out of control for us, right? Whether it's a, a tummy gurgle or a headache, you know, we want to know, well, why is this happening, right? Or the body feels out of control. And so especially when, with anxiety where people can really come to fear their bodies, whether it's a panic attack or how phobias may make them feel in their bodies, it's really learning that, Honestly, your body is trying to look out for you. Your body's trying to be your friend and really coming at it from that curious, open place rather than, oh, I want to run away from my own body, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love the way that you just said all that. I mean, it's, yeah, amazing. Wow. <laughs> well, it's so, it's so fascinating. And I think there's honestly so much more that we can do with somatic work, you know, and, and this is, you know, something I know you do a lot of work with as well. But, you know, with with psychology, clinical psychology, there is not much conversation about somatic body work yes. therapy. You know, I mean, a lot of therapists who do it, they've sought out their own training outside of what they got in school. It's so much about what's going on in the in the brain and our thoughts. And, and again, you know, like I said, I'm a cognitive therapist. I enjoy yeah. But I think we're completely missing something else, you know, when we yeah. talk about the somatic piece of it. Well, I almost wish, I, I think we're moving slowly, very slowly towards, <laughs> like if we could kind of start to integrate the two, because really it does all work together, doesn't it? It does. That's something I'm super passionate about is really, you know, bringing all the worlds together because so much of, you know, Western medicine and Western therapy is talk therapy and psychiatry, medication, yeah. right? And I think there's completely space for both those things. But I can honestly tell you, you know, I've been to therapy, I've tried medication. The biggest thing that made a difference in me having panic attacks or not has been working with a naturopathic doctor. Wow, yeah. And integrating supplements. I haven't had a panic attack in five months. Oh, so that's great. It's been amazing working with my naturopath, getting my blood work done and, and seeing, you know, what where I needed to make some tweaks. That has made the change more than, you know, therapy, more than psychiatry. And I'm a therapist saying that. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, it's different for everybody. But I think we've got to start bringing all of these worlds together more um, to really serve clients, you know, in the best way possible. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's like when people like you come on and speak about it so openly and, you know, it, it allows everybody to kind of see that yes, the you know even the professionals are seeing it. Mm -hmm. You know the the talk therapy is great. I mean, like you said, but mm -hmm. we need something a little bit more alongside it so that we can work together and and have those breakthroughs and and you know allow people to dig a little bit deeper and be held in that container of safe space, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think we've got to we've got to bring that openness from from all sides. Yes, absolutely. And I love that you share that. So thank you so much. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, this has been so great, uh, Dr. Lauren. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, well, Jack Deep, I'm so glad that we were able to do this. And I'm going to do some chakra work with you after this because you're just, you're so amazing with what uh, you do. Thank you so much. So yes. Glad we could have a conversation today. Absolutely. Thank you. And I hope everybody goes and gets the resource on your website. I will put the um, site in the show notes. And um, any, is that the best way to connect with you is through your, your website? It really is. Yeah. I'm at drlaurencook.com. I offer coaching there. I'm starting my private practice this fall. We also have the Brain Health Book Club, which I am so excited about. Every month we talk about a new book focusing on psychology and personal development. Um, so get excited for that if people want to sign up. And then on Instagram, I'm at Dr. Lauren Cook, where I post daily mental health content. So would love to, to welcome people to our community there and uh, looking forward to connecting with any listeners who are, are feeling drawn. Oh, that's great. I'll have to chat with you about your book club. I am such a lover of books. I, oh. uh, I love to read. And yeah, so I'll have to get some information from you on that. That sounds yes. intriguing. <laughs> it's, been, it's really good. Our first book this month is called Do Nothing by Celeste Headley. And it's all about taking a breather, not overworking ourselves. So oh, I think, I think we could all do with reason. a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, good for going into the summer. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much again for your time. This was absolutely amazing. Aww. And I hope the listeners, and I, I am absolutely certain that the listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. And this was such an open conversation. I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much, Dr. Lauren. Oh, thank you, Jagdeep. Take good care. You too. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you have any suggestions, we would love to hear from you.